Hi, I'm Monica Ortiz, and you're watching the Masters of Mindfulness series. On this show, I'll be talking to doctors as well as other health and healing practitioners. We'll be discussing the different routes of healing, how your body heals, steps that you take in order to get the healing you need, and the problems you might face with superficial healing. I'm super happy you're here. It means that you want to learn something about your mind, body, and spirit. You want to heal and make yourself better and make the world around you better. That thought is exciting for me because it means that you're aware of something that has gone wrong or that is going wrong and you're ready to take that first step and fix it. Today's guest is Jonah Larkin. Jonah is an acupuncturist who's based out of San Francisco and also practices what he calls functional medicine. Jonah and I met years ago when he attended a lecture I was giving in San Francisco, and we've stayed in touch since. Jonah is a podcaster with a podcast called The Body Mind Unwind, which is on the rise. Welcome, Jonah Larkin. How long have you been an acupuncturist, Jonah? So I've been an acupuncturist now about almost eight years. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a long journey, but uh, I, I'm learning every day. So yeah, well, we all do, and hopefully, we keep learning because in all of our different modalities of healing, it's a journey. Learning the body, learning the mind, understanding what the spirit is. I know some of you viewers out there don't believe in the spirit, and that's okay for you. Um, but just learning about these things and how they're all intertwined and how it affects us is pretty big. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, there's always, there's an endless supply of people coming in and each one of those, at least for me, I get to learn from, right? Yeah. Because every single person is wired up in a totally unique way. Yes. And just because something worked with one person doesn't mean it's going to work with another person. That's very, and very true. so we true. have to listen really, really carefully. And, you know, obviously all of that, all of that stuff that I've learned before applies, mm. but it doesn't necessarily mean any one thing with any one person. Yep, that's absolutely true. So, Jonah, what made you decide acupuncture? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question, and people ask me that all the time, especially my patients. They always want to know. <laughs> okay. But uh, I, I honestly feel like it, it kind of chose me. Okay. I had been in China. I was kind of on my two-year walkabout. I had had a business that I sold, and I... Uh, was at a, a, a Chinese uh, hospital with a friend of mine who was in medical school at the time. Oh, wow. And okay. he was doing a, some, I guess, some rounds or something like that there. And I saw what they were doing with acupuncture, and I got really inspired. And I didn't think too much about it at the time. Okay. But I had this feeling of, like, that's almost like, ma it felt a little bit like magic to me. Okay. A little bit sometimes. Little bit. When I was first introduced to, because I'm a Twina practitioner, yeah. as you know, when I was first introduced to Twina, I, again, I was like, sure, right. I had to take it because I was uh, learning Dimok in, kung, you know, right. our Kung Your Fu system. Art. Yes. And so any, they teach you anything that you do, any harm you cause, you must undo. Mm -hmm. And which is with the Twina. And I just kind of pushed it aside at the, in the beginning, but as I got to learn it, it was like, this is crazy. Yeah. So I yeah. understand. Yeah. So I remember the exact moment. I, I went to I went to Mongolia a couple weeks later, and I ended up um, traveling with 
these two doctors who I met who were, we were all born within a week of each other. It was the craziest thing. And there were these two crazy guys from Texas. Oh my gosh, but wow. super cool. <laughs> and uh, I remember, I think I remember the exact moment where I was walking up this hill and it was like, wow, I wanna do acupuncture? And that's how it kind of came up as like a question, like, wow, yeah, I wanna do that. And it felt very like in alignment and powerful at that moment. So mm -hmm. when I got back home, I went and spent some time with a couple of different acupuncturists and basically walked around, followed them around for a couple of months to make sure, yes, this is what I want to do. Right. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's an amazing story. Yeah. So how? So it just all kind of fit into place. You were in China, you were in a hospital, you were learning what acupuncture was, and then these two guys, also from the States, from Texas no less, because I was born and raised in Texas, from Texas, Don't mess with Texas, right? And your birthday in your birthday yeah. week, and it just kind of all fell into place. And then you're trekking across Mongolia. Yeah, yeah. That's an amazing story. Yeah, we story. Uh, we rode horses. We like rounded up goats. <laughs> we like drank. Um, I was responsible for drinking the horse milk beer because they have this large barrel of for every every uh, yurt. The nomad. Everyone lives in yurts. Right. Not everybody, but everyone out in the country right. and they have these barrels full of horse milk and it's just con they're constantly adding to it and it's fermenting all the time oh okay okay so it's yeah. very safe to drink right but it's very thick and the two guys i was with did not like it <laughs> but i, I like i kind of like fermented things and so my job was to drink they, they have the silver chalice so you go into the yurt oh, they wow. pass around the chalice I drank the horse milk beer and they ate the mutton. I couldn't eat the mutton. It was like <laughs> boiled sheep. It was the worst food in the world. Oh my goodness. But you know, I kind of survived off of that Eric. They yeah. call it horse milk beer. So. Oh my God. Well, I wouldn't be able to eat the mutton either because I'm allergic. So okay. <laughs> I would be forced to drink the horse milk you beer. Would. Oh my God. Because that's a part of their acceptance. Oh, it's, uh, it's what? Acceptance well, clause. they they welcome all travelers right it's part of it's part Beautiful. of it it's for survival right, right. you're trekking across the steps yeah. and you come upon a group and they take you in wow that's yeah. amazing it's wow. beautiful as an acupuncturist i know you've seen many different ailments what is some advice that you can give someone on how best to take care of their body yeah i mean that's a huge question yeah. um I think it depends on where somebody actually is. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing is like honest assessment of where you are. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is you may not know, right? Yeah. We don't always know where we are. And so I think if you're at the point where at least this has been true for me, where I'm like, you know what, I'm ready to make a real change. I think this is where getting feedback from other people mm -hmm. comes in. And those other people might be books in the library, you know, <laughs> okay. they could be people who are long, long gone, yeah. but there, there, there is an answer right. for you somewhere. So I think that is how one really gets started is to find out where you are. Yeah. And once you find out where you are, there's lots of other people who've been on that journey mm -hmm. before, Yeah. no matter what you're dealing with. Exactly. And I think a lot of people don't understand that or they don't realize it yet or they haven't been told yet that that there are lots of other people that are going through or have been through what they're going through and are going through at the 
that moment. Yeah. Um, a lot of times when we get sick, we think we're all by ourselves yeah. um, and that there's nobody out there that understands. And I think that sometimes within the medical field, um, my mom has been in the medical field forever. Um, she's retired now, but there, you know, she's always saying that, you know, after a period of time, doctors, nurses, health practitioners lose their bedside manner. And I've spoken to so many doctors and nurses and health practitioners, and they say they do. They do because they see certain ailments so many, so often, and people who are sick are unhappy, and so it kind of wears on them a little bit. Um, and then I go and lift their spirits. Yeah. <laughs> this is my job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that you lose your bedside manner. And so I think when a lot of people go in to see somebody, a health practitioner, maybe they don't feel like they're being taken care of yeah. or being pointed in the right direction. Yeah. So how would you point them? I mean, again it's 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 all about like listening to it's all about listening and understanding where somebody is and that's mm -hmm. what you, like you do so well Thank you have you. you have like extra sensory Aww. you have extra sensory perception mm -hmm. which you know we all have some we all have some gifts somewhere in terms mm -hmm. of like our abilities yeah. to perceive right and that's true that's very true some a people, lot of people yeah go to me and they go oh but you've got all this amazing stuff going on with you but you do too. You just haven't found, you might not have tapped into it yet, or yeah. you might not have found it. Yeah. You might not have had somebody again to point you in the right direction. Yeah. And I think that what you said earlier was super, super poignant because you said that people aren't aware of their own states, their own yeah. bodies, their own place that they're at. And I've been really lucky to have learned that a long time ago. Yeah. So I'm always checking in with myself. Yeah. You too? Oh yeah, I mean it's a challenge. I mean it's like I feel like I'm very in touch with myself, and at the same time, there's times when I'm like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> right? It's like it's it's like it's 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 this calibration process. Mm -hmm. And so, like, how does one best take care of themselves? That's a question that I have to ask myself every day. Yeah. I, I literally do. And so, for me, my <laughs> my perspective is that I want to tune in. Uh, to that which is the most natural thing yeah. and you know we all have different perspectives on that but to me it's like it's like I've got this I've got this body which is mortal right this mortal body yes. and this mortal body has an operating system yes. and that operating system is basically you know two million years of human evolution yeah. and so the more that I can be in touch with that for this body, mm -hmm. the better off I'm going to be, whether that's food, whether that's relationships, whether that's movement, whether that's like the ability to change and or create. Mm -hmm. um, that is what I like to uh, connect to and that's what I like to connect my patients to mm -hmm. because it means that there's a reason for everything. Mm -hmm. So if someone is depressed or they're anxious or they have some physical ailment yeah. there's a reason for it it's not arbitrary yes. it's not like this just happened to me accidentally right. and oh my god poor me yeah maybe poor me yeah. we're all entitled to a little bit of yes, self-pity yes. every once in a while once in a while once in a while is okay yeah Let, let's both of us yeah. we're both gonna say once in a while is okay but on the bigger picture um if that's kind of 
what your modality is or you find yourself sinking into that all the time, I'm going to say, and maybe you'll join me, it, that's when you need, know you need to get some help. Oh yeah, you don't want to be, you don't want to be, we don't want to be stuck in self-pity. Right. And that's, if we are stuck in self-pity, I mean, that's a, our signal, just like you said. Yeah. To go and be like, I'm feeling sorry for myself. Yeah. Let's like, let, let, can you help me with this? Right, yeah. exactly. And there is help out there. So, uh, and again, we're going to kind of talk about that. So, um, you mentioned earlier, and I just learned that you're a surfer. Yeah. And then you mentioned earlier that you've been an athlete your whole life. Yeah. I've been an athlete my whole life too. And we get injured. Yeah. A lot sometimes, yeah. um, especially being a martial artist. Yeah. Um, I've had an, uh, a situation where we were sparring and the gentleman I was sparring with, um, I, I know you can't tell from us sitting here, but I'm five foot one, tiny little person with a very big spirit. And um, I, had, I was sparring with a gentleman who was six foot four, big guy. We had sparred before, we had trained, he knew me. Uh, I was known as the tough chick, um, but he accidentally missed, he was throwing a kick and he accidentally misjudged mm. and contacted and I literally flew across the room and, um, you know, it hurt. Yeah. As so, so we get, do, yeah, right. As like sidekicks so, do or whatever kind of kick. Yes. So we get hurt. Um, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to segue a little bit, but I'm going to ask you, you practice what you call functional medicine. Yes. So what is functional medicine? Yeah. I mean, functional medicine, so acupuncture is Chinese medicine. Yes. Chinese medicine is an ancient medicine based on understanding the root cause mm -hmm. of any disease or ailment. Functional medicine is also all about the root cause. Mm -hmm. It's not about alleviating symptoms. It's about understanding the root cause. So it doesn't matter what someone has, whether they have... Um, migraine headaches or multiple sclerosis or mm. autoimmune disorders. Functional medicine is about that, but it's using all our modern technological lab-based tools that we have now okay. to understand that. Okay. So if I go to the doctor, if I just go to my MD, there's a, and I say, hey doc, and this happened to me five, 10 years ago, I went to my doc, I said, doc, I'm 35, I'm no longer 35, I'm 35, <laughs> like, like, give me the full deal. I want to get all my blood tested, and he took all my blood, tested me, I got a bill for 600 bucks, and he was like, you're fine. I was like, wait a minute, but how am I doing? Right. right? So functional medicine assesses how we're doing from a systemic level. We're able to look at all the different systems and be like, oh, you know, metabolically, there's some inefficiencies there. Mm -hmm. Why? Is that driven from inflammation? Is it being driven from emotional stress? Yeah. So functional medicine is simply that. It's understanding what the root cause and using very specific lab tests mm -hmm. to understand what that is. Okay. And that way we can, you know, use the lever mm -hmm. to really go for that low hanging fruit. Right. To make the most difference. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and how do you feel like your patients react to that when you say, oh, we need to work, we need to do this? It depends on, like, are they just looking for instant relief mm. or are they, like, in it for the long haul? Mm. So it's like they react well if they're bought in. 
If they're not bought in, they don't react well. But how do you feel when a patient comes in and you basically assess them and they reject your assessment? Yeah. I mean, I feel crappy, number one. <laughs> it makes me question, like, what the hell am I doing anyway? Um, but if somebody, I mean, that happens, right? It's inevitable that it happens. And, like, so to me, when somebody rejects it, what it, what it usually means is that there's something that I didn't, either, either I didn't hear that they actually wanted. Mm. And so I'm not communicating with them effectively. Right. Because they said, I want it, I want X. And I go off on some whole other tangent right. about all the great things I do, right? <laughs> okay. Versus actually listening to what they're saying. So either I totally miss the mark, okay. or they um, are coming to me for a reason that they're not telling me about. And so they're missing the mark. Right. 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 It's one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. My mom um, has been, like I can mention her a few times, um, in the medical field for a long time. And I've known other doctors and nurses and other medical practitioners who say, who, who, and I'm just going to say it because we talked about being controversial, all patients lie. And she said, she's told me a million times, you know, all patients lie. I've heard this from other people as well. And we deal with that mm -hmm. because a lot of people, a lot of, of people out there, they don't want to really face what's going on or they don't want to talk about the fact that they're the cause of their illness. They don't, nobody wants to be the cause of their own illness. You no. know, none of us want to no. say, oh, I did this to myself. Um, we want it fixed. Heck yeah. We need it fixed for our own. And, and a lot of times we don't think about what we're doing until that thing just hits us. And we're on the floor and then we say oh no my body's rejecting me now with illness yeah and so i'm gonna say tap on what you just said which yeah. is please talk to your health practitioner be honest yeah um if you're looking for something let us know what you're looking for because i run into that all the time i had a gentleman who had cancer and he and I spoke and I knew he had cancer. He didn't know yet, but I wow. saw the signs and I kept telling him and wow. I said like, you really need to go. If you don't want to believe me, because I'm not a doctor, I'm a healer. There's a difference. I'm also a certified Twina practitioner. Um, I said, if you don't want to believe me, go to a doctor, get the test. And I told him what tests to have run. And he wouldn't do it and wouldn't do it and wouldn't do it. And I said, listen, you really, like time's running out. And I literally gave him a time clock. Wow. Literally. Wow. And um, so months went by. And so, and finally I said, listen, I don't know why you keep coming back to me because you're not listening. And he's like, oh, my wife's forcing me because she's, you've helped so many other people. She thinks that you can help me. And I, and I said, finally, I said, okay. So that clicked to me, yeah. what you said, the, the conversation. Yeah. And I said, okay, he's listening to his wife. So I called her. <laughs> Perfect. I called her up yeah. and I said, listen, and I didn't tattle on him. I didn't say, he's not listening to me. Da, 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 da. I didn't go into that because again, I don't want to cause any defensive 
situations right. no. with what I do. Oh. It, healing has to be open. It has to yeah. be honest. So I called her up and I said, I'm glad that you sent him to me. Uh, I need for you to also now take him to an MD. Mm. And I need you to have these tests run on him. So on and so forth. So they did. And the results came back. He had fourth stage cancer. They gave him the same time clock I had given him mm -hmm. with the months that had counted down. So now he only had a certain amount of months left. And they literally called me the day they got the results and they said, we need to come in and see you. And so they came in to see me. I had them bring their results. We went over it and then have gotten him. He's, he's now two and a half years wow. later. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We got him what he's needed yeah. so far. Yeah. Because um, it's still a road. It's still a road. We never know. No, we, we don't never, ever we know. Really but know. but it's like you said, it's about connecting. Yeah. And so if you feel like you need something, please tell the health practitioner yeah. that you're working with exactly what it is that you need because we're here to listen. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too about that is that, um, you know, so many of us are scared to ask, to really ask for what we really want because we're ashamed of it, because somewhere along the line, someone told us that it wasn't okay, yeah. that we weren't important, etc. No matter how superficial that may seem, mm -hmm. whatever it is, like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, if you just want to, like, look, lose weight to look hot this summer, fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is. Like, that's, yeah. there's, there, because it's that energy that keeps us down, right? Yeah. It's the energy right that keeps us in that in that disease state yeah and once we free that up even if somebody has terminal cancer mm -hmm. there can be healing there right yeah. so we just don't know where that's going to take place yeah. but you know people like you people like me millions of other people are around to to aid in that process mm -hmm. and you know, I have to go through that process too. I'm no different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I'm going to touch on that now because yeah. you said you're no different. And yeah. we had spoken about you being an athlete, myself being yeah. an athlete. When I get hurt, and it's taken me some time to find the right people to go to. Yeah. And the right people are different for everybody. Okay, because we all connect to somebody differently. We all feel different when we're in different company. So you might need to search around a little bit, I'm gonna say, for the right person for you. Um, when I get hurt and have gotten hurt, I have found the right people for me. When you get hurt, what has been your practice of, of healing yourself? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, for me, a lot of it starts with, starts with the mind uh, because like I've gone through periods where I was like super paranoid, almost like hypochondriac okay. style. Yeah. So it always starts with the mind because immediately for me, what I go to is I start feeling sorry for myself <laughs> okay. because it's like, it takes away so much. I identify so much with being an athlete and I love to play yeah. when I don't get to play. I'm like, Oh, I don't get to play. <laughs> okay. so, so for me, it, it starts with the mind and like I have a fantastic kind of therapist mm -hmm. um, and beyond that I've gone to lots of different physical healers mm -hmm. lots of different physical healers like um, 
I have an acupuncturist I go to. Bravo, because you can't do it to yourself, no, no. right? I mean, I do, but it's just not as good, right? <laughs> and sometimes I like had to stick a needle in my butt, and it's hard to stick a needle right, in my own right. butt. Right, right. Well, that's so, what I'm saying. Like, if yeah. you have a problem with your back, yeah. you can't. It's the same with me with the acupressure. When I have a certain problems I'm wearing, I'm yeah. like, I, I can't reach that. Like, it's I, there's no way. Or or I can reach it, like certain yeah. areas, but I can't put enough pressure. Yeah. So I do have to go to somebody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of like assembling your, like, your team, right? Mm -hmm. I have my chiropractor that I go to. Bravo. And he's this, like, burly, strong dude. And it's <laughs> awesome. I, I, I love the guy. I have my therapist. I have an acupuncturist. Um, I really kind of almost don't go to the doctor anymore. One mm -hmm. of my best friends is a doctor. Okay. So if I have issues, I call him. Good. And, yeah. you know, have, and you him trust look him. At, have him look at my lab tests yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I do. And um, then I have friends who kind of like hold me in those like healing states. And then I personally like believe that I personally like have a have a belief that healing can always always happen, mm -hmm. even when I don't believe it. Like healing can happen. Right. I I don't know why I have that. Maybe I'm just lucky, but I think that's the number one thing yeah. to understand that healing can happen. Yeah, I fully believe that too, and it's really sad for me sometimes. Um, the gentleman that I talked to you about earlier, he had fourth stage cancer. And when he finally got the doctor's results, he panicked. But I do have people who come to me and I diagnose them. Mm -hmm. And then they go get a, an MD diagnose and it's the same. Mm -hmm. And then they come back to me and I think, I think and believe that they're ready for their healing. That's why they came to me in the first place, right? Is because they wanted healing. And they opt out. Yeah. Why? They're just like, I'm tired. It's been a 40-year-old, a 50-year-old, a, a, you know, between their 40s and 50s. Life has just become so burdensome for them that they are done. And so they're like, I'm not going to get treated. I'm not going to X, Y, Z. They're not even like going to get treated by regular medical. No, no, because because I will encourage that. Oh, yeah. I don't encourage people just to come to me. Yeah, yeah. I, if I if I feel like we're not connecting, yeah, then that's why I told the gentleman, please go see an MD. Yeah. If you're not going to believe me, go see an MD. I refer people out all the time, sure. um, and especially sometimes when they're a little bit of per again. We talked about personalities, so personality clashes, mm -hmm. um, because what I believe in, I'm not going to force anybody into, um, and you may not believe what I believe in and or you may not want me to help you because I'm a woman I've had that before yeah yeah oh yeah wow yeah you may not want me to help you because I'm part Native American I've had that happen before what about the fact that you're five one uh, that Are people that's like, never I, happened before I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I get the some what I've gotten most often in my life is when somebody calls me and they meet me on the phone and we have this long in-depth conversation on the phone when they actually finally meet me. I I didn't realize you were going to be so short. <laughs> I was like, sorry. Yeah, I, I'll put on some platform shoes for you, okay? No, what I what I, my retort is usually I have a big spirit. Yeah. And I stand six feet tall. I stand six feet tall every day of my life. 
and I'm super comfortable with me and my height and I tell everybody I can maneuver through a crowd like nobody's business. So that's a benefit of being tiny in stature. Um, so I've, I don't let my height kind of, but yeah, I've had people not want to work with me for reasons of their own. Yeah. And so I have collected, including you, a group of wonderful uh, people that I know and trust that I refer out to. Yeah. Um, and again, you, I may refer somebody to you and that personality clash may still happen. And so you need to shove them on down the line, yeah, you know, find yeah. the right person yeah, um, totally. because healing's important. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's amazing for me to see uh, just all these different situations happen. And I know you probably get the same thing I do, which is you see all kinds of illness. Yeah. You know, and mental illness, you know, I don't know if a lot of people out there understand this. You do, I'm sure. And I've been saying this for probably the last 25 years, and I have clients who kind of pick on me now because it is now coming to the forefront as well, where you can create a physiological ailment from a psychological situation happening. And a lot of people didn't understand that but when they would come to me and I'd say okay well we need to work on what's going on in your head yeah. and they'd be like no I have this problem yeah. and it's here and I and I say okay awesome we can fix that but it's going to keep coming back if we don't fix what's going on here and so yeah it was it, those are journeys yeah I mean just you know we called it oh psychosomatic right yeah and the cool thing is through my functional medicine training, I've understood the physiological mm -hmm. cascade where that flows from, right? right? So it's like it starts in our head and, you know, we can kind of, we can create who knows what with thought. Right. Like I'm not an expert on that. I'm not an expert in <laughs> manifestation. You right. are. <laughs> but, but we can create anything. So if we're under stress, if we're like under stress and we're thinking, oh my God, there's something wrong with me or oh my God, like I got to get out of this toxic relationship or mm -hmm. I need more money or whatever that is, what does that do? That raises the level of cortisol, cortisol in our body. Cortisol is the stress hormone and mm -hmm. everybody knows about it. Oh, you got to keep your cortisol low and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And looking at it that way is actually not at all what it is, cortisol is part of a feedback loop a system in our body. Mm -hmm. And so basically what happens is, is when we're initially under stress, mm -hmm. when we have to jump out of the way of a bus or our boss yells at us, our cortisol goes up. And this is important. It gives us energy. It, it helps to free up blood sugar so that we can freeze, fight, <laughs> or run, fight right. or flight. Right. And that's great, we need that. But what ends up happening is as we have an excessive amount of cortisol because mm -hmm. we're under like uh, stress for a long period of time, mm -hmm. that cortisol, the first thing it does is it starts to destroy tissue. That's called catabolism. Okay. Like working out, mm -hmm. like when you work out, you destroy muscle yeah. so it can rebuild back up. Right. And then your brain says, hey, wait a minute, there's too much cortisol here. 
let's downregulate this whole feedback loop and it drops your cortisol. And when your cortisol gets dropped, your immune system becomes dysregulated. Mm -hmm. You start to get sick all the time and your energy, it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. My energy's just in the tank. My three just, three o'clock rolls around. I'm just like you've got fatigue in the middle of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 a lot of people are turning to sugar or caffeine. Caffeine. Yeah. Yes. So they'll go have their middle middle of the day sugar snack, and so they can raise their energy level. But it's a false false energy level, people. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it so is the caffeine yeah and i know so many people who drink massive amounts of coffee during the day and i just keep saying oh you don't know what you're doing because again that will come back to you and that's where we go if you watch the beginning of the show where you've done something to your body and now you have to be honest with the health practitioner that you've come to yeah just tell them i have 10 cups of coffee a day, don't downplay it and say, oh, well, I only have two because that's not the truth and that's not gonna help us help you. Yeah. We want to help you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh, I went through my own like adrenal burnout issues. I didn't, I was, you know, a lot of times I ask people, so scale one to 10, how, how stressed out are you? Oh, five or six, right? Well, five or we, one th great thing about humans is we're incredibly adaptable. Yeah. So five or six can mean like I'm actually under like eight or nine, but I'm so used to it that it's only a five or six, right? right? Yeah. And that that's that's a recipe for being burned out. We yeah. have to go that I think the number one thing in this culture that people can do, and I'm curious what you think about this, <laughs> okay. is what I call going dark. Okay. And going dark means getting to a point where you you... You don't have stuff coming in. Mm. You actually are in a point where things can come out. And mm. this can be like being in nature. This can be deep meditation. Yeah. This could be a float tank. This could be going and laying on a beach in Thailand for six weeks. When people come to me and they're super ill, the first, my first medicine, my first prescription medicine that I give them, go rent or buy 10 of the funniest comedy movies that you've I seen love that. in your life. The things that have made you just laugh and laugh and laugh and just have a marathon. Just sit and laugh and laugh and laugh. And then, the, but then they panic and they go, but no, I'm sick. I don't want to do that. Like I'm sick. I, I, I don't feel good. I don't this and that. And so then I had go into the whole chemical breakdown because now we need to make your brain understand what's going on with you and what you need to do to help your brain because your brain will help your body again really with the psychosomatic yeah, like situation that we get ourselves into i'm going to say that i'm going to own it can i steal that idea from you definitely i'm, totally, I'm going to be like okay the first thing you need to do <laughs> yeah i'm totally doing it yeah, that's well, that's my first prescription. When again, it's it's the really ill people, but sometimes not so much. Sometimes it's the people who are depressed. Yeah, you know that come in with depression. Um, so I'm and I'd say go the funniest movies that had just like made you cry. You were laughing so hard, and then include people. If you don't want to sit there by yourself, have your bestie come over. Have two of your besties. If, if your bestie can only stay for one movie, have other people come over for others and just do that marathon and have people come in and out of your house. We're all here to support each other. Yeah. 
We should create support groups yeah, within our should. friendships. I have the most amazing friends. I always say that. I wrote an article, The House I've Built. You should read it. Um, but yeah, I mean, just laugh. Laugh, that's laugh, so, laugh. That, that, that's great because, um, I mean, it's not just someone who's sick. It's like all of us. Mm -hmm. All of right? us. Because mm -hmm. we're all under, like I said, a lot of stress. And uh, I, I was just up in the mountains last weekend. I'm going to show you a video on my phone later of okay. just all the crazy stuff my friend and I were doing. Okay. He sent me a text afterwards and we had we laughed and we fished and we swam. And it was amazing. And he sent me a text and he was like, man, that weekend was, he's like, my week is going amazing. My okay. week is going great. He's like, that was so healing. And what did we do? We were just laughing our asses off. Yeah. It was so funny. It makes a difference. So the things that I like to do, because you said take a a vacation to Taiwan and go lay on the beach for six weeks. Thailand. Oh, Thailand. Sorry. Thailand, I just Thailand came back, will work too. I just came back from Taiwan, so yeah. I have Taiwan on the brain. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, I like to watch the clouds. Mm. I just like to get a blanket, lay down, and just watch the clouds because it, they're amazing. I think that they're amazing. Um, I love to paint. You know, and paint, you saw some of my, my stuff. I love to paint and just paint whatever comes into my head. I created all of our logos, Yeah. you know, cause I, and I just create, so it's creation. I yeah. love creating. Um, as far as physicality, I love dancing. You surf, Yeah. which is something I've never tried cause that's oh, the best. I don't think I'm a great Dancing's swimmer. Cool <laughs> yeah. So you, yeah, but I run, mm -hmm. um, martial arts. Kind of, you name it, I'll try it. Rollerblading, yeah, whatever, it doesn't yeah, matter. like literally. You're a yeah. physical person, mm -hmm. and so whether what if if you can do something physically, you will. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and that's a great point that you just made. You just stated I'm a physical person. Yeah. And I know that about myself. Yeah. And because I know that about myself, I make sure I include that in my life. So what if somebody's not a physical person? What if someone doesn't consider themselves a physical person? Then, then, then what? Okay, so you're asking for advice. So I'm gonna say you, it's exactly what I just told you, know yourself. Mm. If it's reading mm -hmm. and you like to read and therefore your brain just like kind of melds out of the daily environment that you're in that's causing you stress or anxiety or pressure or whatever word you want to put on it that's causing you not to flow freely um, and you know that reading does it for you then read find your time to read find your time to watch the clouds that's not a physical activity if you like drinking tea have tea with your friends. I like drinking tea. Yeah. Yes, the oolong. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. So whatever it is for you, whatever makes you feel good, that's not hurting other people, um, right. do that. Yeah. But get really dig inside and get to know yourself. Yeah. You yeah, know? I, I think I mean, that's a great point because I think that a lot, of, a lot of us, a lot of people, are not connected to that thing that brings us alive because we're numbed out. We get numbed out through work, through using drugs, mm -hmm. you know, whatever drug that is, whether it's coffee or cigarettes or mm -hmm. alcohol or prescription medications mm -hmm. or weed or MDMA, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm not saying that <clears throat> all drugs are bad because they're not. They're just a part of what we're dealing with right, here. Right, right. Um, 
but we numb ourselves out. Yeah, and coffee's not bad for you unless you're drinking excess. Yeah. You know, a little bit of sugar's not bad for you unless you're doing more than 25 grams a day for a woman and 35 grams a day for a man. I don't like that you got more as a man. It's not fair. I feel cheated. Is that carbs or sugar? <laughs> it's, it's, it's both. It's, it's accumulation of sugar. Okay. Yeah, and, and we know that carbs break down into sugar. Sugars. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we do know that. Um, so yeah, so yes, but you guys get 10 grams a day more. <laughs> I'll take that chalk. <laughs> yeah, so, so it, whatever, again, certain things aren't bad for you unless they're excess. And then you need to know yourself and you need to know your body. Yeah. So one of the things that I really want to touch on in this show is superficial healing and the problems with superficial healing. And I don't think that a lot of people out in the world understand what that means. So I'm gonna ask you, in the world of acupuncture, what is do you consider superficial healing? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. Um, superficial healing is when we have the thing that's happening to us, like I've got insomnia or whatever other thing it is and it's like i want to get rid of my symptoms mm -hmm. heal me monica make me better monica that's superficial healing right when i take my healing and make it your responsibility that's the point that it's superficial mm -hmm. i think and one of my mentors said hey be careful about taking people's symptoms away too quickly mm -hmm. because then you're actually missing the thing that's causing the problem right Right. And so I tell people all the time, like you didn't get into the situation overnight. You're not going to get out of it overnight. Mm. We're not about taking just getting rid of symptoms, because if we just get rid of symptoms, we're not actually going to the root of the problem. That's the truth. So that to me is what superficial healing is. Yeah. And I I'm going to touch on that because I also tell people that because they come to me sometimes in in dire states. And so they'll say, you know, with tears, um, frustration, anger, bitterness, and they'll say, oh, why am I here? Why, why is my life at this? I'm 42 years old. Why is my life at this place right now? And so we go through the talk and the process and, and it can be better. And because I believe all things can be better. We just have to do the work. And I always comfort them in saying that it took you 42 years to get here. It's not going to take you 42 years to get out of here. Right. But it will take you some time. Yeah. Because it's not, again, I can't just take away the symptoms because that's not going to benefit you if I just take your symptoms away. Yes, we can take away symptoms. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah, without a doubt. But just like you said, that's not going to cure the problem. Yeah. And I'm about cure. Yeah. You're about cure. Yeah. We're also about prevention. Mm -hmm. Yes. Love prevention because then we don't have to cure, yes. <laughs> which makes life good. Um, but I don't think it's beneficial for anyone to just take away the symptoms. Yeah. It's not helpful because what has happened, because I've done it for people who've been like, please, please. I can't deal with this anymore. And then my compassion chip, I have a massive compassion chip. 
you know. My compassion chip is way too big. And so then my compassion chip kicks in and I go, okay, okay, let me just help because I can't like see you suffer, yeah. you know? And so then we get rid of the symptoms and then a year later, a year and a half later, two years later, they're right back at my doorstep. Yeah, and we have a culture of that. I mean, our entire culture is oriented towards yeah. the pill, the magic bullet, yeah. the silver bullet, the whatever, the get rich quick, whatever it is, we're all about that external quick thing. Mm. And that's how we sell to, I mean, just look at the messages that are coming in to us every day. It's all about that. Yeah. And we, you know, pop culture presents people like that, people in their quote perfection. And then, you know, when we see them in drug rehab, we tear them down. So it's, it's, it's the opposite yeah. of honesty. Yes. And that's kind of superficial healing on, you know, a personal level and a global level yeah. too. I mean, we're in deep doo-doo on a global <laughs> level. Yes, we are. As we are on a personal level, the external affects the internal, the internal affects the external. You can't divorce it. The yeah. Amazon are the lungs of the world, yeah. right? <laughs> we depend on trees, right. okay? Right, <laughs> yes, stop tearing them down. Yeah, doesn't make sense. <laughs> Not at all. So yeah, I, I've been on that train for quite a while. Stop tearing down the trees. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, for, for me, when someone comes to me, I really have, or I try, Jonah, to be honest, I try to have those logical, in-depth conversations and really explain the whole kind of, this is where you're at and these are the reasons why and this is where you're going. I, basically, I give them different roads. You can go down this road and this is what will happen or you can do this road and this is what will happen or you can do this road and this is what will happen i try to because people like options um but i try to present every option logically so that the patient let's call them patients so the patient understands their part in it mm. yeah because we need to be a part of our own healing yeah. we can't leave it up just to our health practitioner yeah. Right? Yeah, or anyone else. Right, because it's great that somebody comes to you, but if they're only taking that pill. So if you give them two prescriptions and they take one pill but not the other. Yeah. Yeah. They're not they're not they're not stepping up. Yeah. No. And there's a relief too that comes with uh, taking responsibility. It doesn't mean blame. That's mm -hmm. different. But taking responsibility like I'm 100% responsible for my life. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's totally true, but yeah. just that, it feels right. It feels mm -hmm. in alignment. Yeah. And so there's a relief to that because if I'm 100% responsible for my life, it also means that I can make that, make that change, mm -hmm. right? I'm not dependent on anybody else to change. Right. So it's like both sobering but relieving at the same time. Right. And I, I like how you said you don't believe that 100%. And I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I, don't know. Yeah. I think there's a lot more out there that we still need to discover. But I also think that, um, you know, we, we run into situations. Um, a situation I had recently is I had, um, which you'll know, thoracic outlet syndrome. 
Mm-hmm. And it's because I was having a conversation with someone who knew that I ha- was am a martial artist. And so I had known them for a bit and they were always trying to catch me off guard, you know? <laughs> yeah, just kind of testing me. Let me okay. catch you off guard. And, and they couldn't, uh-huh. you know, or, or they hadn't been able to yet. Okay. So we were having a conversation and I was in his living room and then I turned, I, I said, you know, I've got to go to the ladies room. So I turned around to walk away and they, he literally grabbed me from behind, like in a kind of a wrestler throw. He was a jujitsu, studied jujitsu. So he kind of grabbed me from behind, like through my legs and through here. And he was six foot one and I'm five foot one. And he grabbed me and he picked me up and he kind of pile drive, drive me onto his couch onto the couch at least, not the floor, but he thought it would be funny because I didn't react. Uh, I mean, I did in my brain go, what the F, (laughs) you know? But I also knew that if I tried to fight in the air, like where else was gonna land? So anyway, so I landed and I literally landed on my head and I heard, so I landed on my head some crazy way, but I heard snap, and crunch yeah and i literally felt like kind of all the bones in my in my the base of my neck and my spine and just go like grind yeah and it was it was horrible it was and i got up you know as fast as i could why did you do that oh i see you're you you can't be caught out you can be caught off guard you're not aware all the time did it i and i so i then i explained what like why did you do that? Because I just heard this stuff. So as I was saying, through the air, things are going through my head. So we're going to talk about adrenaline and cortisol yeah. happening because yep. it's the whole saber-toothed tiger yep. you know, thing. It is. And so I didn't actually, so I heard it, but I didn't really feel the pain. And But within two days... You were hurting. Yeah. I was hurting and I was hurting a lot. And so I went to my guy, because uh, you're in San Francisco. So I went right. to my guy here in LA and uh, and he asked me, he's like, what happened? What what did you do? And so I explained to him and he got upset for me. But then it was a long road because a thoracic outlet syndrome, I, I was losing all uh, like the feeling, yeah, in yeah. my arm, the numb, and it and it was painful. Yeah. Um. So so we so again because I'm in the healing field. Business. Business. business uh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in that, and and so I literally have to say I have to surrender to him. Yeah. And say I know what's going on with me because I've been studying the body for years, and I know that this takes a while to fix because I have now spinal problems and yeah yeah and so he says okay you're right he here's what we're gonna do and so I have to get on the program I have to be honest with myself and I have to get on the program and I have to do everything that Mm -hmm. I can to make sure my spine gets fixed yeah and so then I started doing strange things which was get on a foam roller and do you know and be on a foam roller for several times a week doing exercises and i had to stop running which just killed me yeah just killed me um because of the running the impact yeah you know that you have even though you think you're light on your feet (laughs) you're not so yeah uh with my own healing and we're talking about honesty i had to be honest with myself 
yeah. and then surrender to my health practitioner yeah. and, and be honest with him and say, what do we need to do? And then be fully committed to the program. Yeah. Yeah, that's super important. Yeah. And, yeah. and it makes a difference. I'm, it's great. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's great now. And I'm grateful to him and to my body for hanging in there. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I just want to touch on one thing you said, which is like surrendering to your health practitioner. That's super important. And if you can't surrender to your health practitioner, that's fine, too. But it's your job to tell them. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what? I can't actually surrender to you because... I don't understand this mm. or I don't believe you or whatever it is that's yeah. really important in a therapeutic relationship yeah. because it allows it that allows healing to happen otherwise you're going to be you're going to be half-assed in it yeah. and not committed right or you're going to sabotage your own healing right so right. I think and both of those are super important yeah and the sabotaging your own healing can be superficial because then you get a piece of it and not the whole yeah the whole thing, which yeah. the whole thing is. And then it comes back again, yeah. right? And then it comes back around. Why? I thought I was over this. Well, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to wrap up. I would love for you to tell our viewers what you're doing now because I think it's exciting. Yeah. So I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> I'm like, I have a little bit of shiny object syndrome. <laughs> but okay. uh, I'm an acupuncturist, so I'm practicing acupuncture mm -hmm. and functional medicine in San Francisco. And people can actually find me now at originsmedicine.com. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I have a new functional medicine practice with an MD and another acupuncturist. So okay. we're building that out. I'm doing a podcast, The mm -hmm. Body, Mind, Unwind. And uh, my, they can find that on my personal website, okay. jonalarkin.com. Okay. And last but not least, I... I do uh, corporate trainings as okay. well. So I have a, uh, my business partner and I developed uh, the first holistic health assessment tool that's mm -hmm. based on evolutionary health. So yay, I talked a little bit yay. about how two million years of evolution and all this stuff. And so uh, we call it the Vitality Map. Nice, okay. And so we have a company and we, we just finished up with a company last week and we assess employees and help people get in touch with that thing that you were saying that brings them alive right and so that's what we do there too and so um i have a company called evoke at evoke.io evoq.io and that's that's that business. So I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff. and um, Okay, Evoke is what does the assessment? assessment. Yeah, we do the assessment Bravo. and training. Yeah, so I'm doing that and uh, trying to get up into the mountains and enjoy the summer and yeah. be in nature as much as possible and stay healthy and eat wild food and <laughs> hang out with people I love. And um, yeah, just try to keep my head screwed on a little bit straighter than <laughs> okay. it might normally be. Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to say that I love your Mongolian nomad, yeah. you know, trip that helped you find acupuncture. So, yes, keep your head screwed on, but let it go now and again because yeah. I think you find amazing things. You just stay open to it. Yeah. You're one of those people that I don't have to tell. I tell a lot of people, empty your cup so that you can keep learning, but you're not one of those people oh, that thanks. I have to tell that because thanks. you just, you're so in tune and you just go with 
kind of how you feel yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah, it's the curiosity. Yeah, yeah, yeah curiosity. and I think we all need it. Yeah, what's what's over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in in one, it's and it's funny you talk about the shiny because I have in one of my lectures, um, it's called shiny new toy syndrome. Mm. Yeah, and we can get shiny new toy syndrome, and shiny new toy syndrome is great for discovery. Yeah. Love it because it's how we we approach evolution and it's it is how we evolve. Yes. Is through shiny new toy syndrome, but it's not healthy for relationships. No, no, it doesn't allow it. It it doesn't allow depth yeah. to happen. Well, relationships are martial arts. You could be doing a new one every every week. Yeah, yeah. And you're not never gonna learn. No, you have to stick with one. Yeah. I I tried six different martial arts, and the reason three of them is because it was within the kung fu system. So oh. once I found kung fu and and settled on kung fu, then I learned two others within that system. But it took me three others to find Kung Fu and just realize, again, being in tune with myself, no, this one doesn't work for my body. And then I'd go and practice another one, and, but I would study it for at least a year. I'd give my body at least a year and study it for a year and then say, oh, well, this one's not kind of jiving with my body either. Yeah. you know. And then I studied another one and, and I love them. I love all the different types of martial arts, but then I found Kung Fu and that was, my body was like, yes, this is us. You did it. <laughs> We're finally here. And I'm just, it's, it's what makes my body happy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for watching the Masters of Mindfulness series. I'm Monica Ortiz here with Jonah Larkin today, my special guest. Thank you for joining us, Jonah. It was a pleasure. It's been a pleasure for me too. We are excited to bring you more episodes here and hope that you continue to come back and keep watching. We're always going to focus on your health and your healing, uh, mind, body, and or spirit. And we hope that you enjoy this show as much as we enjoy making it. We look forward to seeing you again soon. And if you have any questions or any comments, please uh, look at the link below and go ahead and email us. All right, have a great day.